Let's get into it. Six minutes past nine. We're going to talk some golf this morning. We're going to talk positive things. We want to talk one of the budding superstars in New Zealand sport, Kazuma Kabori, who is on a terrible tears to start 2024. He is carving the Webex Players Series apart. Nick O'Hearn is a, a wonderful golf analyst, commentator. Uh, he has um, played and won on the big stage himself. He knows what talent looks like, and I, I dare say he's going to suggest that Kazuma Kabori's got it in spades. Nick, wonderful to chat to you this morning. Thanks for making some time, mate. No, good morning, Louis. No problem at all. This this young fella, Kazuma, who's actually from this part of the world, um, down here in Canterbury, New Zealand, he is something out of the box. We've spoken to him a couple of times, the confidence he uses, the talent he kind of knows he possesses. It's, it's pretty promising for New Zealand golf, but I don't think anybody would have expected him to rattle off three wins to start 2024 in this fashion. What about you? No, exactly. I think uh, he was probably a bit surprised himself, but to be honest, we've, we've all been marvelling um, at his talent and, and how calm he is, I guess, under pressure as well and how good he is on the greens. I mean, we even gave him a bit of a nickname a while ago called Lord of the Greens because he's that good. Um, and then last week when he won uh, again for the third time in four weeks, well, I decided to change that to King Kazuma. So <laughs> he's getting nicknames left, right, and centre at the moment. So uh, he uh, he's very talented, one hour uh, won our qualifying school on the Challenger PGA Tour Australasia and and we sort of had our eye on him for a little while and then he had the lead going into the final round of the big PGA but stumbled and ever since that I think he's learned from it and just reeled off three out of the last four. So, so impressive. I mean, it's amazing. He's sitting there second in the order of merit um, on the, the Aussie PGA to, to get that DP World Tour card. If he can continue this projection, there's not going to be any issue in that considering it's Min Woo Lee who sits top um, Brent Coletta's uh, been Brett Coletta's been playing wonderfully as well what what could you put it down to though this you say he he kind of went through that um, capitulation at the end of last year and it, it might have taught him a lesson or two but is there anything in his game you're seeing obviously on the greens he's been sensational but he's young in his career has he got noticeably better at one part of his game that you've noticed um, no, I think he's, the only thing I've noticed is uh, I think the composure and the confidence that he shows in, in his own game and, and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't try to do things that he, that he shouldn't. And, and what I mean by that is he, he plays to his strengths, his strengths, he avoids his weaknesses. I mean, on, on the par fives, uh, last week when we saw him win there in Sydney, he, he laid up on all the par fives, trusted his wedge game and then knocked it close and made the birdies. Now it takes a lot of discipline to be able to do that. And especially for someone at such a young age, um, I've always sort of said on the commentary, he's got a, uh, a very old head on young shoulders. So he, um, he really knows how to handle his game, manage it on the way around. The only downside to his game at the moment is he doesn't have a lot of length, um, which doesn't make too much of a difference, I think, down here in Australia when he's been playing. Now, when he heads overseas, he might need to look at uh, adding some yardage and some length onto his game. But... I mean, he's only, what, 22, so there's plenty of time to get stronger and, uh, and and do those sorts of things. But for the time being, he's playing great golf and just continue on this trajectory. And I looked it up the other day. I heard that uh, the only guy who's ever won three out of his first 10 professional <laughs> tournaments uh, was Tiger Woods. So that's pretty impressive company, you might think. <laughs> it's, it's, I, that stat was floating around, and it's kind of hard to believe, Nick, isn't it? It's um, quite staggering, the company, but... Obviously, apples and kind of, you know, some sort of different fruit. I won't say oranges, but 
I'm curious, actually, what, do you, what have you made of this WebEx Players Series? You've obviously been a, a part of it and, and called a fair bit of it. It's an interesting concept, and um, the, the standards of field that he has been beating up on, is this, it's obviously not what Tiger was doing, but it's, um, I mean, it's it's no easy feat. Like, there's some of the characters that were chasing him down last week were pretty experienced uh, golfers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, at the end of the day, you, all you can do is beat whoever they put in front of you. And uh, last week, going into the final round, four players were tied at the top, and, and you had some real quality there as well. Harrison Crow won the New South Wales Open a couple of years ago. Jenny Shin, uh, who's uh, number 65 in the world on the women's side of things. So the WebEx Players Series has really, I think, uh, been a great thing for the game of golf down here because, it, number one, it's um, it's 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 a uh, it's it's the catalyst to be able to have these tournaments going forward, the men and women going together. Because sponsorship dollars is the really tough thing to get, um, you know, when you're playing golf tournaments down here. So uh, sponsors love to see the men and women playing together. I think it's uh, a very unique format, and Australia has sort of led the way in that regard. So um, it's only good for golf at the end of the day. And I know the fields aren't as strong as what Tiger was going up against, but. Uh, as I say, if he just keeps on this uh, trajectory that he's on, well, then who knows uh, how far he can go. Nick, last time we spoke to Kazuma, he said that his that the player he enjoys watching the most, and if he was to model himself, and you know, you know what he's like. He's actually quite a confident young guy, and he's he's definitely he wants to be himself, which I think is going to take him a very long way. But he said that the player that he he really enjoys watching and tries to emulate a little bit is Cam Smith with his short game. And you mentioned his wedges and that those uh, the discipline that it takes to be you know laying up and um, using your touch around the greens and, and kind of short yardage to go close and, and knock birdies and save pars. Do you see a little bit of Cam Smith's short game in Kazuma Kabori? And, and obviously that'd be a massive compliment to Kazuma, but I, I think um, he's noticed himself that there's a there's a little path there. And if you can, you know, going through the tours when it does, the courses do get harder and, and he goes up north, which he obviously will end up. I mean, ha- having touch around the greens and from those short numbers, it's just so helpful, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. And at the elite level, at the end of the day, if you're not good with wedges and you're putting, um, well, you're probably not going to make a living out of the game. And if you are one of the best at it, well, then you certainly will. doesn't really matter what you do off the tee, although obviously you still want to hit the ball fairly straight. But yeah, Cam Smith's a great comparison, I think. And, and he's a good example of how he, he added length uh, later on after um, you know being quite successful. Knew he needed to get longer and he was able to do that and obviously became the Open champion. So... Um, it, it, there's uh, some similarities and, and some differences. I mean, I, I actually think that Kazuma's putting stroke is, is one of the best I've ever seen, and and the reason is because more so because of the rhythm to the stroke. I mean, it's just it's very yeah. long and smooth, and, and there's really no uh, no idiosyncrasies, and nothing really can go wrong. And the scary thing was a little while ago, he says, "Well, I haven't actually been practicing my putting that much, so I thought I'd give it some time." And then, <laughs> with a bit of practice, he's just become the best putter in Australia. It's incredible. Yeah, he doesn't hit many balls. That's the interesting thing. He, he try. He's not one of those. He's not a, a, a range rat. He, he called himself. He said he's not that into that sort of thing. He, you know, he works hard at his craft. But you'd know, Nick. Some some golfers they obsess about it, right? They can stand there on the range for hours and look at angles and trajectory and put all the buckets on all of their limbs. But some guys just like to do it by feel. Um, it's kind of quite a personal thing, isn't it? It's very much that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was playing in the US, there'd be the whole gamut of players. I mean, Bubba Watson, he never used to hit balls. He would just go out on the golf course and, and play, and then other players just uh, was on the range all day like a Charles Howell III. So 
Yeah. The, the thing is, you got to know your own game. You got to know what your body can uh, can do and can't do. I wasn't a big range rat like uh, Kazuma as well. I, I sort of worked more on the mental game, some short game stuff, hit balls when I needed to, and conserved a lot of energy. And I think, you know, if you can do that, and uh, then you might be able to uh, elongate your career a bit more as well, because some guys just burn out too early. So he's going to keep momentum moving forward. They're going to the Oak Cypress Lakes Resort. Uh, this is the last of the WebEx Player Series, I think it is, Nick. And then, um, obviously, the New Zealand Open's right on the doorstep as well. And he's going to come in here and probably, along with Steve Elka, be our best chance to win it, try and take it back off the seemingly endless list of Australians that like to win our National Open. <laughs> but um, if he can, you know, is, is there any reason to suggest that this form's going to slow down, first of all, in Hunter Valley this weekend, and and obviously golfers can't just go out and win every single week. I mean, that's just not how it works. But is there anything to suggest about this course and then heading into the New Zealand Open? Kazuma kind of can't keep this tear going. No, I, I, I'm actually probably he'd be the favourite going in. Obviously, and and the way he's playing, I think the course sets up pretty good for him. It's uh, it's similar to some of the other courses he's been playing recently, and nothing to say that he won't continue this form. The only thing is maybe. Maybe he gets a bit tired or a bit burnt out or something like that. But uh, as as we've sort of said, he manages his game so well that I don't think that's really going to happen. And uh, and then I think the New Zealand Open. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned Steve Orko. Now he's actually got a fairly similar game to Kabori as well. And how much he's dominated um, over there on the Champions Tour in the US has just been incredible to watch. And, uh, and then there's one last event, the National, which is in mid March. So Kazuma's in a great spot right now on the order of merit. Obviously they'll take Minwoo Lee off the list because he won't have played enough events so you can almost say he's leading it now and for him to get move outside the top three I don't think will happen but uh, statistically it may still be possible but I mean if he just keeps playing well making the cut and even you know well his, his goal is not to make the cut it's to win golf tournaments but if he just keeps playing solid he'll definitely have that card wrapped up so uh, can't wait to see what he does uh, over in Europe next year. Is, is that, I mean, that's amazing, really. And, and obviously you're passionate about golf in this part of the world. The fact that he has stayed here on, on our tours, and we'll say our tours, down under, without, you know, kind of having to go up to Asia and um, go through Q school elsewhere, is that a massive vote of confidence for, for what Australia is doing and the, the kind of PGA Australia and, the, I guess, the circuit and scene around here? Yeah, it certainly is. He sort of took, uh, took a similar path to what Dave Michaluzzi did last year where he thought, no... I'm not going to go to European Q, uh, qualifying school. I'm going to stay in Australia and play as well as I can and get my card that way. And I think Kazuma did the same with the Asian tour. He said, "No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to Q school. I'm, I'm going to stay here in, in Australia, New Zealand, play here, and then try and get an overseas card that way." And it's obviously paid dividends. So, um, given we've got 16, 17 events on the schedule now here, it is possible to start making some sort of a living and actually. Um, take the next step to go overseas so uh, all credit to the tour and um, I think the tournaments are only just going to get bigger and better and the fact we have them on TV now and we can uh, you know showcase some of our young players is only helping. So uh, the elsewhere and I uh, love your thoughts on Kazuma there Nick we've got the um, live tours on a little bit of a break they, they come back in Jeddah at the start of March so we see plenty of Aussies then but on the PGA tour we go to Riviera for the Genesis um, this weekend getting underway very shortly and it's kind of a, it starts to hot up here and then you know and about a, it won't be too long at all we've got the Arnie into the players and then it's Valspar and it just kind of it almost snowballs from mid-February these days doesn't it it starts to get serious yeah it certainly is and uh, Riviera is a fantastic event it's great to see Tiger playing again as well so anytime he comes back into the field 
you know, there's a new buzz and uh, these elevated events on the PGA Tour of, are bringing the best players uh, together more often, which is fantastic. And then before you know it, we'll be at the Masters. So uh, can't wait for that first major. Oh, outstanding. Nick. Great to talk, mate. Really appreciate your insights on young Kazuma and um, yeah, appreciate your work on the uh, the commentary gig as well for the Webex. And uh, I know you won't be here for the New Zealand Open, but I'm sure you appreciate that. It'll be a wonderful event. I know you'll be watching as well. Yes, yeah, certainly will. Thanks, Louis. Cheers.